Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription. Trust me. Mm. If you don't, you will fall out of bounds. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Birdies and Bourbon Show. Uh, just a quick disclaimer before we get into uh, this next pod. Uh, we had an awesome time talking to the ringmaster at mm. Vernardo's Circus. Uh, we may or may not have the first appearance of one young Andy. Mm-hmm. Uh, n- nobody underage was drinking during the filming of this. And uh, let's see. We may or may not have had a guest appearance uh, by the one Marianne Eves. <laughs> Uh, let's see what else happened. Uh, so it was a little shaky. So, uh, Kevin was on the, I shouldn't say shaky. Uh, he was out in California, so we all know what they're going through. So, uh, you know, cheers to them and, mm-hmm. and I hope things are going well, but, uh, I had a little bit of a, uh, internet disruption at the beginning of this thing, but, uh, just bear with it. It's just, just for the first few minutes, I believe, and it gets much better, uh, from an audio quality standpoint. So, so no issues bear with it. I know it's a little different format for us, but, uh, you know, I guess, I guess Dan, he was having flashbacks of his childhood. He's like, Hey, I get, get me to the circus. I, I no, I loved having Kevin on. I mean, he was, uh, he was a ton of fun and what a story in terms of just, uh, you know, the drive to succeed and just having a passion for what he does. And, we got introduced to him through Marianne, of course. And, um, no, I loved it, man. Uh, again, you know, I think the audio is going to come out fine. Uh, he had some internet issues. He was out there at hoops where Marianne's doing some work, uh, with hoops out there. And, uh, no, I think it's great. And what a story. And I think he probably is going to come back on here pretty soon to, uh, talk a little further about that October thing he's got coming up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Uh, and he definitely he's like, why didn't you tell me we were going to be drinking? And I'm like, I thought when we said birdies and bourbon, like I thought it was a dead giveaway. <laughs> no, no, he was he was a, he was a ton of fun. I didn't know what to expect, but I had a fun. I had a fun time. I did. Yeah, I did. I did, too. And I think I found my new co-host. Oh, Andy. Oh, come on. 21. That means I got, I got like, I don't know, like what, 20 years left in this. And then yeah, <laughs> you signed up for the that. next one. I'm just telling you, just telling you, I've seen you screw up stuff in a lot longer time. Uh, right. No, no kidding, man. We had a great time talking to Kevin uh, from Bernardo's Circus. So uh, sit back, pour a glass and have a sip. Welcome back, everybody, to the Birdies and Bourbon Show. Um Dan, we've made it to the circus this evening. We have. We have. I'm excited about this for sure. <laughs> uh, tonight, we've got uh, Kevin from Vernardo's Circus. I uh, don't know if you've checked it out or not, but you absolutely should. I know we'll, uh, we'll, we'll unpack this a little bit more and kind of what's happening and what's going on with uh, just the pandemic and COVID and how's, it, uh, how's the show reacted to it. You've done uh, some very creative things digitally to be able to still bring uh, some joy and fun back into uh, uh, back to your viewers or audiences lives. So uh, Kevin, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. It's a pleasure to talk to you guys. I wish I had a, a little snifter of bourbon. I don't call them snifters, I guess. What are those called? The nice looking bourbon. Anyways, you, 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 well, hold, hold on before we go, before we get into anything else. So, so <laughs> we were chatting about how, uh, we, we were, you know, like, how did we get connected to Bernardo circus? And I don't know, it's like, 
the master distiller that's uh, everywhere right now on the cover of every magazine, your partner and, and, uh, and your baby's mother, you, you, she couldn't have come up with something for you. <laughs> I can believe it. We're, we've taken the, the circus right now, our gear, we're, we're gearing up for a, a thing that's going to happen in a couple of weeks, but uh, let me just tell you, we're on a quick side trip right now to support, Marianne, because I'm here with Andy, our six-month-old daughter. Mm-hmm, sure. Um, working with a, a actually a winemaker down here in Napa Valley, mm. uh, whose crop of a rosé wine was kind of destroyed by the smokes from a fire. Actually, these are not just the most recent ones that have been horrible going on, but this is actually from a year or so ago. And the smoky quality that would make it so that those grapes and that wine can't be sold in the way that would instead Marianne is bringing her considerable talents to bear here. And she's actually distilling out some of the booze from, from that wine, which has that smoky quality and turning it into a brandy, mm. which is, it's going to be fascinating. And, and it's a, an amazing story of taking something that you get handed a lemon by whatever is going on in the world, yep. and turn it around and, and make it into something that, uh, something that does some good so uh, well that's got to be kind of fun right well i'm it's i'm in napa right now at a gorgeous uh, winery here this uh, hoops winery and there's a, a gorgeous guest house that we're staying in just for this week while marianne is busy doing all of the distillation and other things awesome awesome just from here so she's an yeah. amazing yeah, we've actually, and, and I appreciate her connecting us. I know it's uh, maybe a little different show for everyone out there today. Uh, I'm still drinking. If you if you just looked, uh, if you're watching us on YouTube or in another uh, visual format, you'll see I did pull up the uh, hoops bottle of rosé. This was not one that uh, this is a previous release, so uh, <laughs> no smokiness here. And yeah, hoops. Lindsay's actually coming on the show in a couple of weeks to do a tasting with oh, us. So yeah, so we're lady. It's amazing amazing entrepreneur lady who runs this winery former san francisco da i mean oh boy (laughs) Uh, i'm definitely gonna have to rethink this then (laughs) (laughs) i I, I see why she wanted my social security number now people who work law enforcement and law like that they they really have to look at both kinds of things all the time that's very pragmatic and and she's a business person and and uh, ultimately, how we feel and throw words at each other, politics, stuff like that, is not as important as actually accomplishing something good. And she's done amazing things with, with her wine, with um, all the work she's done. She's amazing that you're going to really be impressed by her. Awesome. Well, so, so, Kevin, that's a great segue into, um, into what you do for a living. <laughs> I mean, seriously, man. I mean, like bringing something to people that they can enjoy and looking at both sides and how do you see past one to the other? Uh, I, I don't know where you want to start with this at, but um, I, I, I've, I've done a little bit of research, but I don't want to get in your way. You're probably not used to people getting in your way. <laughs> uh, you're used to directing. Well, actually, I think that uh, the reason why I'm now producing a circus, which up until COVID hit, we had turned basically an idea and a tiny fair attraction in 2014 into a nationally touring circus production in uh, 28 cities over 45 weeks, which is not a small deal because every one of uh, we stay in a place usually two weeks. So every one of those engagements is a relationship with the community, with uh, sure. police departments, 
local businesses. And uh, to see how far it's come, it's amazing. And, and it's because of, I know, because of people told me no, uh, <laughs> that ultimately I have gone through all the, all the trouble of making a circus. I love, I love it. I love bringing people together. Um, we actually tour across the country. Uh, I mean, again, this is what we had, the business we had uh, developed until March. And I'll tell you what we're going to do now. We have been doing, but we have basically created a show that uh, sat inside of a tent that sat about 400 people. It sounds like a lot, but it's not a very big tent, very intimate. I don't know if you've ever seen absinthe in Vegas, uh, but if you've ever been inside of a tent about that size, the yep. being together, lying right next to this incredible action. I've actually uh, been to the absinthe show in Vegas. Right on. Well, then that kind of intimacy, uh, that's a, a show for adults. I mean, those are great shows. Uh, I love the gazillionaire. He's very funny. But my, <laughs> uh, definitely a family affair. Sure. Meant if you were two or you were 102, that you're having a fabulous time in a classy atmosphere, uh, experiencing some decidedly analog magic with people you care about. And uh, it, it was we did well. We, we were uh, really cooking along. So, but of course... Best laid plans of mice and men. Uh, in March, we, like you, or like so many businesses out there, everything just got shut off. And then uh, the uncertainty, pardon me, a window, the lovely breeze here just smacked. <laughs> so basically, we were shut down. We didn't know what to do. In fact, I took us immediately. We were in Shreveport, Louisiana in March. Uh, Andy, my baby, was born March 13th, that Friday the 13th. And uh, that was pretty much the weekend when everything got shut down. And yeah. I took here to Texas to what was going to be our next location in Richmond, Texas, outside of Houston, where we ended up being locked down for four months. <laughs> like you, you're not going anywhere. You're just here. Yeah. Well, we had we had in there in July. There was a time where I was trying to. We're all wanting things to move forward. We're all sure. wanting to do events, live events. In the meantime, I, we've learned how to live stream with uh, high quality equipment and actually learning how to get a solid signal. I don't know if my video right now is a solid <laughs> signal, but I'm in Napa. So I, we, well, there's a lot of things involved in it, not just your broadband speed, but the computer processing and all this stuff I needed to learn. Mm -hmm. We've done that in the last three months. And, and we basically are, as of our last live stream, uh, I think we had about uh, 1,200 devices wow. uh, watching. Uh, I think Andy might be waking up here. 1,200 <laughs> devices, and, and there's a lot of people who would be uh, uh, w watching with their devices. Stay where you are because Andy is going to come on the show. Oh, my so god! We're going to get a guest appearance, <laughs> do we? <laughs> going to need to see her ID. We're Dan, we definitely need to see her ID. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. No, it's been fascinating. Fascinating stuff. I mean, he's got such a passion for this. And uh, you need to get more of his energy. You need more of his energy. You need to become more positive. The feedback we're getting on the show is your weight. No, I'm just kidding. Here he, oh, look at Andy. Hey, guys. This hey, is Andy. Andy. Hey. She, uh, there's, no, uh, there's no pressure that she has to take over the circus one day. Mm -hmm. I feel very strongly about that. If she turns to me and says, Dad, I really want to do this thing, I'll 100% support her. But that's one of the reasons why uh, she has a name like Andy, even A-N-D-I. It was important to Marianne that she could be whatever she wanted to be, and she wasn't going to be necessarily judged. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. No gender profiling here, right? Right. I, 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 mean, I feel it. 
you know, and that comes from a really sincere, genuine place. So Marianne, who's a real groundbreaker in her own right, but yeah. I think that's beautiful that Andy's going to get a chance to see her as a mom growing up. Mm, well, you know what they say. I mean, introduce them to the camera early. <laughs> Barney worked out a contract deal. I've got a pretty sweet. All I'm doing right now is ruin board and, and food. And basically, anytime we need to do a show, she's ready. Right, there you yeah. go. That's so, awesome. so it's it's interesting. That, so did you, um, because bef- prior to like COVID, um, you were, I mean, this was 100% live. I mean, un- unless I videoed it on my phone and I sent it to a buddy, like you didn't see it on a screen, right? No, indeed. It wasn't our thing. And, and really... The way that we've grown the business is because we bring this actual thing into real communities and there's so many different businesses and parts of the city that we need to interact with to make a live event like that happen. So you end up really building community, which is absolutely my dream. Uh, The idea with each of these events is that we come back to that city next year that, you know, around that time, the circus is going to be there and you can really relive some of those memories that you had when, you were a little person uh, by bringing your family back. That's, that's really the dream. Um, so the, the, the live streaming thing has been something that's actually helped us to continue to be alive and solvent. We've been able to sell tickets. We've been able to pay our bills. You know, if you're not working, you still got bills. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, so that's uh, been a huge blessing. And so now uh, we've uh, begun to attract corporate buyers. So Google has actually now already purchased buyouts, complete, events uh, twice from us. We hope to keep adding to that. And with these sort of streams to steady the ship, the live stream that we're selling tickets to the public and these buyouts for Halloween this year, I'm going to have a socially distanced, very, very limited audience at, uh, at an engagement for a week up in Redmond, Oregon, where currently conditions and local ordinance allows for outdoor events. Oh, wow. oh sweet, man. We're treat it really like we're going to do like Disney does. So yeah. everyone get, uh, you know, a contactless temperature check upon arrival. Everyone's wearing masks. It means everyone on my team, my crew. And I figure if we follow sound science and local ordinance and, and we take things case by case basis in that community and we do things to the book by the book, uh, there is no reason why we cannot be doing the things that we love to do. Uh, Again, this is something where it's a very limited audience, limited size. Uh, Everyone has their own private socially distanced uh, area and seating. They're all going to be escorted. I'm actually going to put the tent up, but I'm going to leave the walls off. We'll still have that uh, feeling of being at the circus. And I think that, one of the coolest things will be that I'm going to be able to capture the backs of live people's heads mm-hmm. on those uh, live streams that people across the country are seeing that this is a business that's moving forward. Even though if it's a small step at a time that they're going to start to see it. I, I think that we, we have to work together in our communities to support uh, each other and help businesses move on. Even, uh, well, think think about it like this, Kevin. So, are you? I don't. Do you play golf? It doesn't matter if you do or not. But are you a golfer I play at all? Go on. 
Okay, miniature golf. Okay. Well, so so think about it like this. Dan and I got a chance to go and meet a fantastic person yesterday in Sanford, North Carolina. Uh, we, we met Martha. She's the uh, she runs the show, or well, she I don't know. She said she ran the show. I don't know if she really does or not. But uh, I'm pretty sure played, she does. <laughs> we played in a course. It's called Tobacco Road, so it's kind of between Greensboro and Raleigh, North Carolina, and and it is it's one of the top 100 golf courses you, you can play in the U.S. and and we had never met her before, but we were able to do it to your point from a business perspective, we're out in the open We're you know, we're, we're making mature decisions or responsible decisions. And, it, you know, in, in golf, I, you know, I don't know, there's a stat out there. I'm not going to look it up or I'll just make it up on my own, but it's not, I don't take it as a fact, but it's kind of, you know, but it's like golf has had the best year that it's ever had in like 30 years, as far as like introducing new players to the game, you know, et cetera. And it's because it's in an environment that you can actually go and do something and people are like, Oh, well maybe I, this is not to try to get you to play golf, but it, but in the same aspect that you're talking, well, I mean, I'll play golf with you, but in the same aspect that you're talking about is like, you're providing a safe, and, uh, you know, tolerance free zone of where you can interact with me and you should feel comfortable because you're doing the right things for that to happen. I, I, I believe strongly that instead of, cause there's been like this, this big fat layer of fear, right. which of course, uh, much of it is we, we really are caring about each other. We, we want to want to be safe. I mean, having her arrive in my life six months ago, right on the eve of, of this, oh, it's probably magnified it. I'm sure. Right. Well, it's 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 been a silver lining being in, in lockdown with uh, with her and helped me to oh yeah just I'm grateful for that time. Uh, but there's kids going to school. There, there's uh, I care about her. <laughs> but I also think that um, if we are not being driven by fear and instead by uh, intelligent, caring, and uh, thoughtful planning. And then execution. There, there's no reason why, if we've agreed, you know, uh, the health, uh, the CDC has agreed these things are, are, uh, you know, this is a way to do things this, that eliminates the risk to, to a degree that we're humans living in a world right now. Uh, yeah. I, I want to be as super safe as I can. Anyway, I think that Disney's uh, methods, which is literally everyone uh, who comes up gets a, a temperature check, 101.4 and above. No one in your party can come in. I'll give you a refund. No problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's wearing a mask. If you don't have one with you, you can buy one of these fine Live Your Circus Dream masks mm-hmm. right at the door. <laughs> and this yeah. is in Redmond? This will be in Redmond, Oregon. We're, we're during Halloween week, so it'll That's be, be a cool. fun for people who are, you know, trick-or-treating is maybe one of those things that people are a little bit, uh, you know, skittish on. This is going to be a highly controlled and uh, I think very, that's definitely my plan to be well and, done. And where do they find you? We'll drop it again at the end, but. Uh, it's venardoscircus.com. Or if you have a hard time spelling Venardos, which includes most of the American population. Just go to our, go to our Instagram page yeah. and we'll, uh, we'll have some stuff tagged on there. She'll so be able to find them there for sure. LiveYourCircusDream.com is another one that works. Oh, cool. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to redirect us here for a sec because I, I, I can't. Uh, so I grew up in rural East Tennessee, like in, in the, like the hillbilly style, right? So uh, not, not so much different than your partner. And 
um, uh, you know, it, it was to, so where you're going with this is like I like the circus was something that we did. Right. I mean, we rode the elephants and we did all that. And and I know this is a different type of format and this is not meant to be in any direction other than I'm just um, giving a backdrop to a story. So uh, hopefully we don't get too many, uh, you know, bad things about critters. <laughs> but so, I love it don't happen to have any animals in our circus yeah well so so i looked at i uh, was we doing a little research and uh you you can correct me but you're the youngest ringmaster for ringleys is that right not anymore but be a no, long time. No, you used to be used to be used to be <laughs> I, I was 22 when i first got a job with the ringling brothers circus so i was right out of well, it's a couple of years out of college i guess yes and so, and, and you went to college, as I understand. So you had a, it was you, an arts and music background or degree? Theater, yes. I wanted to sing and dance on Broadway. I grew up in New Jersey, northern New Jersey, right outside of uh, Manhattan. So I saw those shows growing up. And if you, if you do that, you learn that they're pretty cool, actually. So uh, have, you, have you been on Broadway? Well, I got the job at the circus when I was 22, like I said, which was a major left turn. And uh, I did make it back to Broadway in a, in a kind of a way because Big Apple Circus, some years down the, the road, uh, they hired me as the ringmaster. And they have an engagement for like three and a half months right there next to Lincoln Center. Sure. Uh, and uh, Damrosh Park is an area it's called. It's beautiful. And it's a magical time. And you're in New York City. And there's tickets to the circus being sold at TKTS. So in a, in a weird way, I felt like somehow that was me going to Broadway. But I have to also confess that at the circus, you get to be who you are, mm -hmm. whatever that is, with mm -hmm. all, whatever feathers or rhinestones you want to add to it or however you want to present yourself. That's that. That's what you could be. And instead of having to be someone else in a script or, you know, uh, I, I really actually much prefer this way. And I, I really love the opportunity I've had as a ringmaster to present these real other people, you know, uh, doing all these incredible things yeah. now for the last 20 years. And now for the last, uh, I guess, seven of them in my own service. Which so, so most people might say if you were a kid and you wanted to, you know, you, you wanted to be in the circus, how would you get there? I, I'm going to, I'm going to advance a few years. I'm, I'm well past my adolescent stage, even, even though I'm very immature, uh, <laughs> but, but let's just say, let's say I have a hidden talent and I'm like, my God, I've been, I've been looking for an avenue to get to like that. I didn't know, I didn't even know this existed because for whatever reason, how do I become your juggler? How do I, your sword swallower, your, I mean, there's so many things you could go down the road, right? The fire breather. I, I think that uh, if you're passionate about doing whatever it is, uh, juggling or, uh, uh, I don't know, a flea circus. I know a guy who does a flea circus. <laughs> right. Someone's an aerialist. Someone's uh, an acrobat. Um, I feel very passionately that uh, not just about getting a job with me, but getting a job, period. You have to not just uh, be awesome with your skills and be able to perform, but you need to be a producer. You need to package what you do in a way that is accessible. And you understand also who you're trying to get to buy your product and to put the price at a mm -hmm. place that is valuable and uh, people can afford uh, and, and makes it easy for them to say yes to uh, click this and oh, Andy, there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Andy was napping. That's <laughs> ah, okay. No, so, yep. we're good. If you're good, here's the deal. Uh, so really 
in the end, if you do that, I think that's the only way you're really going to sustain a career is if you are able to package that and, and even maybe create a platform where you sell your own thing. Uh, Oh, if you really get good at it today, maybe you're going to make your own circus. But that's always what I tell people to do, uh, to live your circus dream, which just means to like to do the thing that you want to do. Um, so <laughs> uh, if you want to work on the Venardo Circus, though, you can definitely send me an, an email uh, with a video, info at venardocircus.com. And I'm always looking for interesting talent for sure. Very cool. Awesome. Very cool. Do you get a, do you get a lot of stuff like that though? Do you get a lot of people like looking? Definitely. Uh, there's there's tons of artists out there, and certainly since COVID happened, especially now, right? Especially now, there's just tons of people who are looking for for something some opportunities. Oh wait, say wait a minute, Dan. For once, somebody actually <laughs> likes me on the show. <laughs> oh, <please. laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not sure there yet. We're not sure we're there quite there yet, Cal. Okay. Oh, she's point. She's trying to hang the phone up. I see what she's doing. Okay, never mind, Dan. Nobody ever likes me on the show. Yes. Uh, so that, so who's hitting the love emoji? There you least. go. There you go. Perfect. Uh, right. Hey, sure she is, Kevin. Sure she is. Hey, good, 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 good recovery. I can see you've been on stage a few times. Or is it the pity? I don't know. <laughs> hey, either way, as long as I'm getting say positive or negative feedback, I'll take it. Absolutely, I agree. Uh, I think P.T. Barnum said there's nothing wrong with bad publicity. Right. Exactly. So Kevin, like, uh, for you as a, as a kid, um, when did you first start thinking that you had this kind of interest? Were you a juggler? What came first? What came first? Singing, Singing. dancing, whatever. No, I, I love the musicals. I love that you could use music to tell a story. Um, and so the circus just became a, a, an opportunity that, that actually happened. It was an audition, a random audition from, uh, in New York <laughs> and oh. I landed it, which was pretty extraordinary. Uh, out of, uh, I had never been in a circus or never even thought of it, but it was suddenly I was at the Ringling Brothers and Barnum Bailey's greatest show on earth there in Madison Square Garden. Was it like really weird? Wow. Like when you, like when you had your first go, I mean, I'm sure you, 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 you mirrored or shadowed some people, but like when it was go time, it, cause I mean, you had like tens of thousands of people and you had elephants and lions and, and was, were you like, this is really weird. And 23 Brazilian dancing girls. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> and it was, it seemed like another time almost now. Uh, I didn't really even realize what a time of innocence there still was for the circus. Uh, obviously the, the world has changed so much since then, but I really, really loved that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I had my lunch next to elephants mm-hmm. for years. I know. Uh, some extraordinary people who care for animals. Of course, the ringling and all all circuses, as I came to understand, uh, well, they, they have a very uh, polarized sort of public and their thoughts on whether or not that kind of work is, is can even be done mm-hmm. well. You yeah. know I mean, one thing yeah, if you're fair just, and just, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. And that's so do a lot of things. I think it's been a really long time since, since the circus was uh i guess what it used to be is that it was the biggest thing to come through town at all and, and yeah. most of the people all across the country they did not have access to internet and right and entertainment options did you know that you are 
beautiful. Like your hedgehogs, these are hedgehogs on here. That's funny. That's good stuff. Well, you know, I think it's very unique, and I don't that we don't we don't need to get personal, but I I just want to make a comment that I think it's very unique in the sense that you just explained the circus and the biggest show coming through town, and uh, and then and now what you're doing and bringing I'm going to call it nostalgic just from from my ignorant standpoint, but but you are bringing that nostalgic experience back that had left the communities. And then and then think about what your partner's doing. That's like this resurgence of, uh, you know, I don't we can say booze. Right. I mean, it's it's bourbon. So, I mean, but but there's this resurgence of booze and she's bringing this new energy to something that I wouldn't say it's dead by any means, but she's doing it in a very creative way, as are you. So I can definitely see where you guys uh, find a a happy medium with each other and that things are kind of jiving out with you, man. I mean, it's like it totally makes sense just in chatting with you guys you know a, a time each so oh that's awesome man i i'm i am absolutely convinced that uh, in my heart these live events are actually important to our health they're important to my health because i love it and it's my dream and, I, and my whole community of circus performers and and makers uh i've been so the, the most thrilling part of these last months has been able to being able to continue to make opportunities for them to work uh and, and I know that it's going to, you know, the circus is always, it's an amazing place that has always reinvented itself and been through the, they've been through the 1918 pandemic and a bunch of wars sure. and all kinds of things. And, and for me, circus has some tradition to it and I have some traditional elements in the circus, but tradition as a concept, doing that thing that we've always done. Why? Because, well, that's the way we've always done it. I personally think that's a terrible reason to do anything. I think that the circus or anything and this dream that I have with the circus is really about bringing joy to people, (laughs) bringing inspiration. And so if, if we put that at the top of our mission list uh, and we're, we have to stay open to letting go of the things that maybe didn't work before or that don't work anymore. And that's not because they weren't wonderful in their time. Uh, But I live in the world that I live in right now and I want to get this show down the road and I want to bring joy to people. Speaking of bringing joy to people, we don't want to keep you up if you need to go. So I know Uh, she's being, yeah, I appreciate the chance to talk to you. She really just wants to be there and drink that hoops wine. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, probably, probably, probably runs in uh, a question. So, so uh, so Kevin, so you, um, you said that you kind of were more on the the singing, the dancing kind of side, the Broadway kind of side. And then you came into, and definitely if you need to go, we can let you go. But you came into the, the circus thing at 22. Were you an athletic kid? Because a lot of that stuff on the circus side requires serious hand-eye coordination. Uh, what, what, were, what, what were you like as a kid? Uh, uh, I definitely played a lot of uh, Super Mario Brothers, so oh. I had the hand-eye. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think I would call myself an athletic kid at all. Okay. Uh, I was tall and lanky, uh, for sure. I may have ran track for a second in, in high school, but I, I think that that's something I've made up after the fact to make myself feel better about the fact that I didn't actually do anything. Hey, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. <laughs> Welcome to America. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but honestly, it, it, it was uh, doing the shows 13 times a week, singing all the shows and just being alive uh, and traveling. But I was 22, so you can do anything. Okay. Uh, I 
surrounded by incredible athletes. And, and I want to go on the record and say, I don't think Jay-Z ever had his kid on a podcast at six months old. Oh, no. oh, <laughs> fair enough. Oh, no, I'm happy. <laughs> Feeding time. The drink. That's this whole about just a little uh, something. Yeah, just just a little sip. She's like everybody else is drinking. Why can't I? All right. So 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 I do have a question, and um, and and I have a fun. So I, I grew up in East Tennessee. So I, I'm a fan of a of a trailer. All right. Oh. Now, I know there's a difference in a trailer and a camper, but where I'm from, not really. They're pretty much the same thing. <laughs> They're both on wheels and you can move them whatever you want to. It's like if you if you made that thing stable and sturdy, that was your own fault. So then that's why you can't move it. Um, so it is because I and so just so you know, so my partner and I were actually looking for some property. Uh, yeah, maybe in the Gulf or somewhere, but we're looking for like some beach property somewhere. And like, we're serious. Like we want to remodel an Airstream and like, oh, yeah. that's where we're going to live. Like it, it, that would be our secondary. Right. I mean, but, uh, I but love, love that dream. In fact, I've just been looking in Oregon for, for property. I've been up in Bend and Redmore Arts, but the property is very expensive up there, but it's very, it's just awesome. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. This is part of the country. If you've never been to Oregon, highly recommend. But I love down there in the, the Gulf. Uh, what a, down down was it Orange Beach or where where else you got? Yeah, uh, per, if Perdido, Perdido Key, Perdido Pass, uh, Pensacola, yeah, uh, Destin, Mexico Beach. I mean, all, yeah. I mean, it's different than what you. It's but yeah, Oregon's fantastic. Uh, sure. You know, but it's uh, yeah, they're just different properties. Um, and I'm like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a Southern boy. I guess I'll uh, I'll visit up there and I'll live down here. Are we actually looking at near St. Augustine uh, for a second place? Those two mm -hmm. markets, this, you know, Northern Florida and up there at Oregon and, and Washington State, have been two huge watersheds. Great. Yeah. Having a place where we can plug in RVs and store stuff, just a little patch of earth, even if it just simple uh, development on maybe a little shack. But but uh, I live in a. I'm about to actually just take delivery of of. Uh, new rv that we i've been living in the same travel trailer since 2016 and before that i've been most of my life in either a trailer or uh, that, that, you know that someone else owned or i lived on a train mm. with the ringling brothers uh yeah I've, I've spent most of the last 20 years in a trailer like a gypsy is that can i say that can i say well, that sir I mean, I, I don't, I'm not against it. So I just don't know if that's a, you don't you never know what's offensive these days. No, I, I think gypsy to me, I think to some people in Europe, gypsy is, uh, can be an unclean word. Uh, I, I think it refers to a specific group of people, but then, then also it's been used sort of to loosely refer to just yeah, free roaming spirit. Right, right on to me. Untied. Gypsy, yeah, totally. Just Roman free which is I've always had that wanderlust. I didn't even know it until I you know, ran circus the first time. But once you live that life, and uh, for me, it, it's very difficult to sit in one place for a couple of weeks. I start to you know, get the bejeebies. Uh, I just feel restless. Yeah. I don't appreciate having some kind of a patch of earth that might be useful that you go back to here and again. But I love to be... I belong to everywhere and nowhere. I, I love the relationships we get to make with these different communities in sure. our city. And you see your friends and 
you know, I, I help, you know, where I put the circus before at people's next to people's bar and grill, for example, it ends up generating a lot of business for them. So yeah. it can be a symbiotic thing. We work together. So it's a community that comes together. And then all those wonderful memories that you make and people that come back in multiple years to that's, that's the best part. That's for me being home when I feel that and what, where my RV is parked behind the tent. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really yeah, well, if you make it back to East Tennessee, once things free up, uh, you know, my parents have a bar there. You then uh, they've got a big parking lot beside it, but they can definitely house you. And uh, they actually have a camper behind the bar. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'll fit right in, man, for sure. So, so one of the things we wanted to ask you, Kevin, because Kevin and I were talking ahead of time and you talked about all the cities you've done and you've been at this for so many years on the road in the U.S. I mean, I'm pretty well traveled in that I'm an amateur, <laughs> not, not at all traveled, um, but and, and Cal is, too. But, um, you know, what are some of your favorite spots? I think you kind of just hit on it. I think you said Oregon and northern Florida. But uh, so what are some of your favorite spots around the U.S.? People ask, what's the, what's your favorite spot? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, good question. I mean, it's a reasonable question. Uh, it, for me, it's, it's hard to answer. It's kind of like asking what's your favorite day of the month or, or a song mm-hmm. because life is always changing. It's mm-hmm. organic. And so you're, you're looking forward to that next place. You may be kindling an old memory, but it's, it's that next place. So the next one. Yes. It's the next one is always my favorite place. Nice. The, the season's here. So Oregon, which is gorgeous now in, in late summer and early fall, um, I want to be maybe down in Florida for when we get to January, mm. uh, or down in the, in, in the Southeast. It's a huge stretch. And I don't know, literally, I, I did not choose to want to put two cities in the most disparate ends of this gigantic continent. It was just when I was starting out, I would take any job that I could get. And it just so happens that uh, St. Augustine has a very well-developed tourism. So finding these where we actually made an impact with their, in their tourism by not just uh, the businesses that we connected with and, and helped promote together. But for example, I did a project where, where I, in St. Augustine, we, we, we helped to generate by giving them the hotel owners a 50% off of the circus tickets code, which was free for them to give. But a value added that they could, you know, if someone booked a room with them, and we generated, you know, in our three weeks there, this small little show that seats 400 people, I think we generated about 400 room stays over the course of our three week uh, run, which is huge. Yeah, that's huge because that means every one of those people didn't just come to the circus. They they stayed in town for a couple of days. They did some other attractions, ate at some restaurants. So uh, the circus has grown because we've been able to be helpful and useful to making yeah. other communities dreams come true and they have always uh ended up coming through for us just as much uh by just people buying tickets and so that's what i keep wanting to find uh you know oh we'd I'm, love to advertise for you on the show man do you want to give us a discount code uh, <laughs> like after the fact send me a note and uh we'll uh, we'll help you out man you've been very patient with andy so i, I I'm, I'm inclined might even get you a couple of comps, but uh, change your uh, I would just say, give us uh, give us the discount code and uh, the listeners. I mean, I, I'm telling you, like I've got tons of family that'll uh, that'll get in and look. We've got a lot of listeners that'll get in and listen. So, uh, well, for sure, I love Tennessee, and Marianne was born in Tennessee, so I think we're going to be uh, putting the circus there at some point. It's just sort of God's. Sweet. Yeah, awesome, sweet. <laughs> what, hey, Kevin, what age did you uh, where you start? Jug- did you start juggling? Can you juggle? Yeah. I don't 
I can juggle uh, various tasks. Okay. I can, uh, <laughs> uh, definitely balance an account. Um, but that's taking a long time. I have to, you know, I had a terrible time after 2005. I got done with Ringling mm-hmm. and I went to Vegas and I bought a house. Mm-hmm. And within those following two years, uh, my plans of launching my next level of my career in Vegas, which at that time was positioning itself as the next sort of family friendly destination with a bunch yeah. of bull crap. Uh, <laughs> and also, a bunch of Broadway shows were going to open up there. Yeah. Well, I moved there, I bought a house. And then I learned that none of those shows are actually casting out of Vegas. They do it all from New York. And then uh, everything seemed to fall apart when within those two years, my house was worth half of what I had paid for. And Vegas was one of the most hardest hit places that there, I mean. It was awful. And it was also ultimately what led to 2008. uh, Not only did I get divorce, but I also uh, filed for bankruptcy. Mm. And so that was that I, I in my in my mo- at the time, I look back and uh, I do not blame the bank or anyone but myself for not changing what I was doing to Damn. find another way to, to generate revenue. Or uh, instead, I had to come to my knees and discover that if I'm going to make anything happen, uh, I'm going to have to build it myself. I'm going to have to take responsibility for my dreams. Mm-hmm. And so. The circus, all of the equipment that we own, uh, most of it has been financed in the beginning with terrible, terrible loans that were uh, an incredible albatross around my neck, weighing down on me. And But we kept fighting. And I didn't give up. And we have managed now to, you know, we're basically uh, free from debt, oh, basically. Uh, we've been able to maintains a stream of revenue, which has covered all of our expenses through these months of COVID. Uh, I think that everything we've learned now is actually something we're going to carry on and keep doing. Still there. Uh, sorry if I dropped out. We're going to keep doing it even after the things go back to normal, this live stream. So, so do, the, do the folks that were, what, what's the, uh, the, the show consist of? What's the staffing for the show? We have about, when we were on the road just shortly, when we come back, it'll be about the same, but about 15 people total, 12 of those actually on the road. And I think we had uh, eight people on the stage, but everyone on the stage also was doing two or three other jobs. Yeah, they're right, right, right. Yeah, producing and yeah. So I have a, a one digital uh, ring leader, if you will, that works remotely, also a PR director and uh, when we were touring straight ahead, I had a, an operations um, touring and routing and touring person full time. Um, we're going to be back to that again. Uh, but we also had, like I said, so all of us did everything. <laughs> yeah. Sessions uh, people also did all of the food. And uh, we, we all, all, all of us put up the tent together and all of us take it down. Uh, we travel to the next city. We were always having to jump from one task. <laughs> Is that... Want to hit that that like button? <laughs> Hello. That was, Hello. that was for Dan. <laughs> hey, hey, once again, Dan, some, hey, we've got another person on the show that likes me. <laughs> for the first time. I'll tell you what, Kevin. So um, we were doing some research on you and we had heard some of those things. And to hear you say it here and to just uh, recap on, you know, your... Uh, 
not taking no for an answer, you know, hitting hitting certain lows and being able to come back from it is um, it is is a great story and uh, one that I'm so glad that you told on here. The other thing that you said, which has hit home to Cal and I, is also that within this pandemic, there were a lot of things that happened we didn't see happening. And then you, who were mainly doing like a live show across the country, were able to, you had to go say, okay, how do we do this on a digital platform? How do we learn from this? And then now I would assume that you, <laughs> Cal's waving, you probably now will never go away from digital so where you're probably wherever you're going to travel you're probably going to do digital as well and it's probably going to help you out in the long term so this and, and you know this probably a lot of people in this pandemic have been saying okay this is a, advanced everything 10 years so whatever yeah. whatever was going on now it's been advanced 10 years from now and i can see that with you in terms of what you're trying to accomplish well, I, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for your patience with us moving all over the room today because Andy is just a little scary. No worries. Uh, but I see where you're getting all your exercise at now you these days. The you got to roll with it. Is that air bothering the, no. the audio? You're no, no, you're good, man. You're good. Part of the fan, it's yeah. much you're good. Um, hey, and I hope this is not the last time we do this. Oh, brother, I hope that I'm going to have uh, a glass in my hand when I see you again. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't know what... Um, I can't, I can't know exactly what the future holds in every regard, but I have a gut that tells me, uh, and certainly doing nothing is not an option. Right. So it's always been something which we, you know, I was striving to, it was how we've grown the audience online, mm -hmm. brought them to the lab by what we've done online. Uh, then of course it, it becomes people actually writing a review and sharing that photo and that tagged item with their friends. And that's really how the fire grows. The digital, I think like we got to stay with them in this time in their homes when we're stuck there. And I think we may end up growing an audience that will continue to be a place where we can sell tickets as the show moves down the road. Uh, another cool thing is, is my idea that as we continue to open up the live event that you could buy the recording of your show that you saw as a thing that you could, you know, pick up, uh, I don't know, when you make your initial purchase or sometime after that. Mm -hmm. I think that would be a cool add-on to that. I think that we will just be streaming the circuit sort of from now on once we get rolling. Very cool. So I, I don't want to take any credit for this. I'll just take a few, I take a bottle, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, here's the, here's the barrel release or the bottle release of X on this date for this show. It's an anniversary show for all these uh, people on this day. There you go. I mean, and also Marianne is, uh, she's got a dream that's parallel with mine. I'm glad that we share the same dream because we share the same daughter. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, she's setting up a mobile laboratory. I think we're going to convert one of our, this Freightliner straight truck with a 28-foot box into, into a, a laboratory for her where she can do distilling projects. And so she's going to So be, that's the new pusher you ordered, huh? <laughs> nice. I think it's awesome. I think we'll, you know, I don't know how much we we will bring her, other than maybe a bit of adventure. But she's gonna, I'm sure, gonna draw more eyes to the circus. So, so we're grateful for that. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be fun, though, man. I mean, like, no, I, but I'm saying, like, to be able to do that. At, well, hey, and it's it it is hard. Trust me, I had to look far and deep, and um, I did. I found a partner that's like, yeah, I live in a. Um, trailer with you 
<laughs> it's hard to find somebody. I mean, most, pe- most people are looking like, uh, how many bedrooms and bathrooms are we going to have? And I'm like, uh, well, the bedroom and the closet and the bathroom is kind of all one thing. And then there's another space over here. If you go Airstream, I'm six foot four. So mm. I love Airstreams, but I could not really comfortably live in one because I can't stand in the mm-hmm. uh, But I definitely give you that, that I see it and it evokes this magic. And if you were, can physically be comfortable inside that space, they're made beautifully. See, whatever you believe in, it knew it knew for me that I need to build him this size so he could be in an Airstream because that's what he's going to want to do. <laughs> exactly. Right on. Whatever your stature, I mean, that's your thing. It's it's an expression of who you are and your values and yeah. what you uh, There's so many different kinds of trailers and trailer life. If someone who has never lived in one or even seen one won't know that there's actually some very comfortable RVs out there that are Andy, she's just, she wants RVs, don't you, Andy? <laughs> so maybe she, no, she's like, no, she's like, Dad, you're taking more camera time than I am. Here you are. Hey, Dad, you're hogging the camera again. That's funny. Oh. Yes. All right, I'll shift, I'll shift gears here, Cal. So, so Kevin, so we had Marianne on, and yes. she said that you were a bourbon drinker. So, uh, Cal is desperate to know, what, what are some of your favorites out there? What are some of your dailies? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I, I, I have learned after meeting Marianne and spending time with her that I really know very little regarding spirits. I love wine. I had wine, and, and back when I was waiting tables in New York with the BR, BR Guest Company, they owned a bunch of, including the Blue Water Grill off of Union Square. I don't know that one. But they would send us to wine college. So I, I got to learn about grapes and uh, and where they're grown and the, the way their environment affects their flavor. And so you just, you know, a grape, and you kind of have a sense of maybe the qualities you might find. And where is it from? Oh, they're a little more tropical, oh, a little more concentrated whatever but the spirits uh, i'm really i haven't known anything okay other than i have been drinking a lot of bourbon uh and i know but give me a brand give me a brand what label have you been drinking um i'm having tonight tonight on this show i'm having i'm having old ezra seven it's actually really good barrel strength you know the the uh what is that double oaked? Oh yeah, from, Woodford. Uh, yep. Jim Beam. Woodford. Oh, the, the, the Woodford Reserve. Woodford, Woodford Reserve double oak. Double oak. Who doesn't love that stuff? It's yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, Woodenville is a small uh, yeah. uh, distillery, I believe, in Washington State, mm-hmm. and yeah. they make some bourbon. Yeah. Of course, I Sweden's Cove. That. That's <gasps> of course, I. I can't have any more because it's gone. There is no more. Hey, hey, this this bottle this bottle isn't gone. This bottle isn't gone. Hey, this bottle isn't gone. All right. Boy, are you sure that, uh, on the up and up this show? How did you manage to get that? Must have been the black market. Uh, it, it actually it was not. Um, this was uh, well. Let me. I, I know some people close to a black market okay, for sure. Good. Well, I know some people. Yeah, there's but, a lot of different ways. That but, but we, and we but. and we did taste that on the show with her, Kevin. And I'll tell you what, Cal and I were both blown away in terms of the balance. We got a huge coconut out of that thing, and it was it was a lot of fun to drink. And I can I know why it's so in demand for sure. It was fun to drink. Yep. Maybe uh, I don't know. I mean, I figure you just just get the samples, Kevin. Just get the samples. <laughs> oh, believe me, <laughs> I'm not allowed to touch a lot of those samples. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think maybe, yeah, 
He just wants to be the first scientific thing. It's like, uh, it's like it's like dirty dancing. It's like this is your space. This is mine, right? I mean, uh, in a trailer, uh, it might be a little bit tighter than that, but yes, for sure. Respect, are, respect. Absolutely. Are you enjoying your guys' self out there in Napa? Anything fun you guys are doing out there? Oh my God! It's we've been eating our way across town, hmm. uh, one meal at a time. We we I, honestly, I'm just I'm the guest of some these wonderful folks, mm-hmm. uh, Lindsay mm-hmm. and uh, Nathan. Mm-hmm. And they have two boys here, two tiny guys. So, so is, is Lindsay, is, is Nathan the chef out there or does she have a different chef? Because I was, so as I mentioned, uh, Hoops Vineyard's coming on the show in a couple of weeks. So they sent us some wine. And uh, I mean, like, like I've been, I was checking out their website and like their uh, culinary setup looks uh, like so. Uh, I, I confess that I have not seen it when it was actually working and open. I mean, the winery, all the parts yeah. of the production still in full swing. It's more about, oh, there's the lovely Mary just back in. I'm on the, her, no, she, didn't, she wasn't expecting to walk on the camera there. But anyways, <laughs> uh, I forgot what I was saying. Uh, we, we were talking about the, uh, the production of the restaurant isn't like fully oh, yeah, in yeah, phase yeah. And, right, and happening. Right. <sighs> Um, oh. Marianne, sorry, we uh, we may have your kid on video. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I don't know. Your, hus- your husband said, it. hey, your husband did everything, so I don't know that, 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 that I mean, it's, uh, you know, and um, congratulations on the hoops. We're uh, looking forward to drinking with these people in a few weeks. Oh, yeah. They're, they're going to have uh, her on the program. I think Good, yeah. I got a bottle, bottle of hoops uh-huh. right there. I know I shamed them into giving me something and I did not mention your name, but I may have sent like a clip or something that we recorded. So I'm just like, yeah. but we've, hey, we've had an awesome time. We, we've been like Kevin's been great. And, um, so is Andy. Yes. Uh, she's, she's, uh, she's on her first podcast. It's been awesome, man. Well, your family's back in the house. We don't want to keep you. Uh, Hey, but we are still recording. So, uh, hey, so for anybody that was listening like the last three or four minutes of our conversation, uh, don't do anything yet because we haven't we haven't settled on a date. But there could be a new um, we could have a new show coming up with the circus. And uh, you know what? Uh, You should go to Bernardo's Circus. You should like, send them a note, and uh, if you like birdies and bourbon, or you don't, we'll take one either way. Kevin, where can they find you at, man? We're at Venardo Circus on Instagram and VernardoCircus.com on the World Wide Web, where <laughs> all of our social stuff can be linked over to. So uh, we're looking forward to perhaps uh, having some of your viewers join us for a live stream. Absolutely. Or and more as the at least follow the adventure you know yeah, yeah. you out there got a big dream well uh i would be delighted to introduce you to some of uh, my fellow dreamers as we keep the dream of the american circus alive here in 2020 armageddon or not i don't personally think it is i think that this is a cloud we just gotta you know hold on to those umbrellas and keep marching forward Absolutely. Little, little, little different show tonight. 
And uh, Dan, do you have anything you want to close that with? Because I, mean, I sure do. Just that I was so excited to talk to Kevin because he's such an inspiration in terms of just his 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 desire to succeed and his positive energy, and it showed on the show. Um, you no, know, everything that he talked about was just so inspirational to me. So I, I loved Agreed. it. I loved it. Yeah. Thank and the for- show must go on. Absolutely. That is it. That is it. Right. And the show course, must go course, on. Yeah, but of course, the, even sweeter than telling folks that is showing folks that. So I'm looking forward to that in the, in the weeks to come. So mm-hmm. Kevin, to it's been a pleasure, buddy. Cheers. 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 All right. Enjoy. Enjoy.